Welcome to the show, everyone. Shirts and Skins podcast with Tori and Josh. I'm Tori. I'm Josh. And today we're going to cover all of the NFL going into this week. Um, hey, Josh, your uh, your Raiders played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you feel about that? How did it that go? It wasn't pretty. I'll tell you that. I uh, I honestly didn't come in very confident before the Packers game. I was confident that we were going to win. And then I seen the way they whooped the Packers. And I lost a lot of confidence. And then the COVID hit the line. Yeah, that really did you in. The whole line didn't practice the whole week. Thankfully, four of them started. But still, whenever you don't have that practice, it doesn't help. And it looked like the defense had COVID. Like, they were, I mean, they were practicing that six feet rule. Like, they did great. <laughs> they were keeping their social distance. They, they were social distancing like a mother. Like, I was impressed with their skills at social distancing. Good, good God. They made Tom Brady look like it was, you know, the early 2000s Tom Brady. Well, I mean, and not for nothing, but uh, Derek Carr was hanging. I mean, he was hanging with him throw for throw all the way up until, uh, you know, all the way up until halftime. And then when the Patriots went down in that beautiful throw from Brady to Miller over his shoulder, right into the bread basket, damn near out of time. I mean, that's when I that's when I started to worry uh, how you were doing over there on at uh, at the bar, that's when I realized that Raiders defense sucks because <laughs> you don't let a guy get behind you when it's under two minutes. Like it was under a minute at that point, and you let the guy get behind you with no safety help. Buccaneers were calm like, that entire they drive. Just dropped it. Yeah, like Tom was Brady like no rush. Walked up looking like he was forty three years old. He just spike. Yeah, and call the next dropped. play. Perfect pass. Beautiful pass by Brady. It was a gorgeous pass. And right then I was like, okay, look, this is where we're going to suck it up because our defense can't stop anything right now. I was like, if we can hold to a field goal, I would have felt comfortable, you know, going into half. Might have been a little bit more confident, but they absolutely shut down the running game. Like, Jacobs couldn't do anything. Carr looked good. Carr looked really good. But Aguilar, second half, into the game, Aguilar just – Dropping balls, he dropped three passes in a row. One for a third down con- uh, conversion. Uh, huge third down conversion. He dropped the, the third pass. He dropped was the one that got intercepted. So like, Carr went for two hundred and like fifty yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But it wasn't like a bad interception. It wasn't his fault. No, and again, like in the first half, I think he was. Um, I think he only missed two passes. I mean, not- somewhere between like two and four. Like it, he was on point. Yeah, he looked good. When then you could tell that he started feeling the pressure that the defense basically put on him, not the Bucks defense, but his own defense, because the defense wasn't stopping him. So I was like, well, right. he has to step up. Not to make excuses, because the Bucks outplayed him. The Bucks just looked good. The Bucks, if they can continue to play like this, like they're gonna be playoff contenders and possibly Super Bowl contenders for sure. Yeah, on each level. They really started to dominate the Raiders. Uh, question for you though, Josh, with it, um, what was it a twenty-five point <laughs> loss? Um, I know they have. I mean, you know, if Antonio Brown were to play, like let's just hypothetical oh. scenario, do you think it uh, would have been better or worse for you? I I don't think it would have made a difference. I yeah. mean, they they made Miller look like he was Antonio Brown. Man, so I'm saying I was like, yeah, if you were able to, to have Antonio Brown, throw him in the fourth <laughs> quarter, let him get some reps, <laughs> let him get used to that offense. I don't, I don't think it would have made a difference in that sense. They just looked incredible. I, I mean, it's a big move for them. It's a high risk, high reward kind of thing. Well, I can't say it's a high risk because the contract they gave him basically is 
Yeah, it's it's nickels. I mean, yeah, uh, two point very... five million dollars for one year with a million dollar incentives, you know, for uh, some performance and to make and win the Super Bowl. That's yeah, that's extreme, cheap, extreme team friendly contract. That's a third of what Cam Newton's making, and that's <laughs> cheap over there in New England. Yes. So I mean, having I mean, not to, but two years ago, Antonio right. Brown caught fifteen touchdowns. The potential of what Antonio Dude. Brown can be. I hate the guy simply because of what he did to the Raiders. He that like, yeah, season, that I was like, man, <laughs> when we signed AB, I was like, bro, we are about to do some things. Yeah. And he just came in acting a fool, like his frozen feet crap and all those stupid things that he was doing, his little helmets. And that was interesting, yeah, the, he was complaining about his helmet because he wanted to play with a certain helmet and just so many antics that thankfully they got rid of him. And then he goes to the Patriots. Tom Brady loves that man. And that's why he's back with the Bucks. Like Tom Brady wanted to play with him. Yep. You For don't need a couple him years. If, you don't need him if you're the Bucks. You already got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. Oh, no, yeah. You Gronk is coming him. into his own. Scotty Miller's looking incredible. And then you bring that guy in too to that already ridiculous offense. R- Rojo looks incredible right now. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. Like their their offense is they got a top five offense, top three defense, and you add that piece to your offense. It's going to be ridiculous. Josh, uh, since he hasn't been injured, hasn't had a, a major injury in his career, antics aside, what do you think of Antonio Brown joining the Buccaneers? It's That's potentially scary. It's potentially game-changing. Like, yeah, potentially Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, that's absolutely in the deadly in, offense. I don't know who else in the NFC you're really going to be scared of because – like there's, a, they're the best all around team. I think, like, on both sides of the ball, they may be the best team. I think, yeah, that's what. Uh, as as they started to add in all these extra pieces, they brought in Brady, they uh, they brought in Gronk, uh, they brought in Leonard Fournette. Then you can start to see like week after week, as as time went on, they're adding talent, but not just talent, but they're adding in a lot of depth. I mean, uh, there was a point where they had too many tight ends. I yeah. mean, uh, OJ uh, Howard. Yeah, OJ Howard. Right over there, who hasn't done anything for him yet, but the years before, like the potential he was, that he had, though, was always yeah, it the was years always before there. he was something, and like just for some reason they're not going to him this year. But I mean, Gronk is coming into form. Yeah, and then it with OJ Howard going weeks. down, Gronk. It took him a couple weeks, there. but he's coming into his own, and like looking like he can be the game changer that they expected him to be. Well, and that's the thing too, Gronk. I mean, he's he's been. He's had a storied career of injuries. Yes. Right? And so, I mean, we're not looking at Antonio Brown to come in and have anything but uh, just not uh, some rust and uh, some stamina issues. Uh, and, again, they're 5-2 they're and two right now. And right. So, I mean, if, there's, if there was ever a time, it's not even the trade deadline. If you can bring in and get the talent and the chemistry going with Antonio Brown, it's, what better time than now when they're clicking in every – I mean, yeah, I mean, just throw on that Raiders game and be like, damn, that offense looks sound. Yeah, you can gradually bring him in, and you don't need him to shine right from the start. Like, no, he's going to be available week nine. Yep. All you need, you don't need him until week fourteen. To I mean, if he comes into his form by week yeah. fourteen, that means you're ready for playoffs. You're you're going to get into that. Like that's where you need him as playoffs. That's when you want him to shine. Um, I want to bring this up because if we're looking at, I mean, going into this season. Right. Uh, Michael Thomas was projected. I mean, you know, he's the, the, the number one wide receiver yes. in the league. Right. Number one wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Um, 
if you look at the type of year that Michael Thomas had just last year, I mean, it was a record-breaking year. Uh, if you look at the receiving yards that he had, of the 10 most receiving yards ever recorded in a wide receiver in NFL history, Michael Thomas, had he was seventh. So that solidified him as a top 10 as far as yards yeah. go in that category. And he had nine touchdowns. There's one name that pops up twice in that top 10 list of the most yards in, in a season. That's Antonio Brown. Uh, just in ninth place, he caught 30 yards less, but he had four more touchdowns than, uh, than Michael Thomas. And then he's actually also, again, at the four spot where he had 1,834 yards and 10 touchdowns. So you're getting a Michael Thomas, if not better, and if on. he can be what he's supposed to be. With the Bucks offense, if he gives you half of that. Half of that. You're happy. Like, half of that in the last half of the season. Right. Because he's coming in midseason. Because you, you don't need him to be the A-B of old. No. The same way you don't need Gronk to be the Gronk of old. You just It's going to be another weapon. You've already got incredible receivers over there. You're adding that piece to an addition already- by addition. Exactly. <laughs> if it has nothing to do with his antics like, and like the way that uh, his his outside of the well outside of being on the football field, if he can keep himself clean, keep his mind right, then they're gonna be again potentially ridiculously dangerous offense. And you don't even need him to be that beast. Like even if he's just the distraction on the field to where you have to pay attention to him. And it opens things up more for Godwin and Godwin's and Evans, particularly Evans, who granted he's almost caught a touchdown in every game, but I mean he's had very little targets, very little receptions. Right. Like he feels underutilized, um, and I'm sure the defense is bracketing him, uh, trying to keep you're, the ball out of his hands. That's the thing you're focused on him, which opens up for the other guys. Right. Again, if AB comes in and has one game, right, then you bring the focus to you. Yeah. It's going to be pick your poison with that team. If AB can come in and be the AB of old, which, again, it might be that Gronk effect where he needs to shake that rust off. Yeah, give him four or five, six weeks. And, again, like you said, it's not even until week 15. And right. then if he hits his form then and they're already locked up, maybe you, the first round by. You need him playoffs. That's what you bring him in for. Yeah. So you get him ready going in the regular season. And then come playoff time, if he's at that AB point that AB can be, then again, you're going to have a top three offense, another what top three defense. So yeah, it's looking like it. Who's who can stop that? Uh, and just to put that in perspective, without Antonio Brown actually being out there and being everything that he's actually supposed to be, uh, which by the way he's he jumped up from four percent owned in fantasy in the league that I'm in up to eighty. So everyone's at least taking a chance on him by freeing up a roster spot for him. Tom Brady's thrown 18 touchdowns and four interceptions, and it's only going into week seven. Or it's only just after week seven. 18 touchdowns and four interceptions, and Antonio Brown isn't on the field yet. Right. Doing Antonio Brown-type things. And Brady's had Randy Moss before, and I really feel like he's looking at Antonio Brown. He's like, you are an absolute freak, and I need to have you. And that's what he wanted in New England before Antonio Brown ended up messing all that up. Now they go and they get him now. Um my brother brought up a good point, though. Uh, Des Bryant is younger than Antonio Brown and almost caught as many touchdowns as Antonio like Brown. It. it doesn't, does it? I feel like... Dude, 10 years ago, Antonio Brown caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl and won. I'm like, that was 10 years ago? Wow. But yeah, Des Bryant. Like Des, Des feels older to me. 
He does. Like Dez is he's almost, younger. I feel like he's By like two hundred like days, that, that, but he's younger but still. Yeah, like, I feel like he's almost like that To era. Yeah. Like so, it's crazy to me to hear that he's younger, even if it is basically a year. But still, but again, I, I feel like it was a longer time ago. Yeah, he uh, he's caught just about the same amount of touchdowns as Antonio Brown. Now the difference is, is honestly, I mean, as far as Antonio Brown goes. We're looking at one of his last stops in the NFL if he's not able to show that he can be a presence, that he can show up and to go to work. Uh, Des Bryant's on a practice deal right now. Granted, he ruptured his Achilles season ago. And so, you know, he does have to prove that he can come back from that. Uh, and then, you know, that he's able to leave some uh, some off the field stuff behind as well. But it's an interesting I- move with. Des going over there, like with to the Ravens. The Ravens need help. Their offense is struggling a little bit. Their defense is keeping them afloat for the most part. They're still five and one. Des going with them, playing AB's old team in the Steelers. Like, can Des come in and help them? Because the Steelers are, are looking powerful right <laughs> now. At after that win against the Titans, now I think we can solidify them as a real deal. Right. They've they've beat a legit team. That was the big knock is, well, they really haven't played anybody. Now they've played somebody. It was a close game, came down to a field goal, you know, a 40-yard field goal into the game that Goskowski missed. you got to make those as a professional kicker, but still, it came down to the wire. Like it it did. They were up 24-7. to seven. I, thought, I thought it was put to bed. I did, too. Honestly, and I was like, geez, man, the Steelers are well, not kidding around. There were some bad interceptions thrown by Ben Roethlisberger that some of them weren't even his fault. Like, a lot of... Like those ridiculous balls where it bounces off a guy's shoulders pad. Yeah. 10 bang, feet up bang, in the play, air. 50, 50. And, you know, they have down with it. Exactly. So they had some bad bounces in that sense go their way. But to start the game off, like, I think everybody was like, oh, this is over. Like, Steelers are going to run away with this. They're just going to dominate. And then the Titans defense stepped up, made the plays they needed to Titans make. Titans are 5-0 too. Exactly. And they reminded them why. So it came down to a very close game. It was almost an overtime kind of bout, and Steelers did what they needed to do. They're undefeated, so it was that tug of war. You know, the the two undefeated teams that I feel like you know we were really looking forward to, and I really think both sides show that they're here to stay for for the rest of the season. Yeah, like this, I think the Titans proved that hey, we can still be in that running. Like we're going to be one of them top guys. You can wait to see us in the playoffs. We're, we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, so they'll be waiting. That's what that game was, was uh, you you won this one, but... Yeah, the Titans will be like, oh, you guys made the playoffs? Good. We've been waiting for you. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've had this locked up for a few weeks. So they're, they're more than likely going to be taking their division. They should take their division. Tannehill Hill and Henry are a hell of a tandem on offense. Ridiculous. Like, give them both respect. Tannehill's, I think, proven everybody wrong. Yeah, nobody seems to that coming. he belongs in this league. Where before they start, you know, we were honestly talking of if he was going to be a, a journeyman, sort right. of a backup. Is he going to be just a Ritz career Patrick backup type, at this uh, point? Fitzpatrick type of guy. Yeah, um, I definitely think he solidified his uh, his role as a starter and as a titan. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. the The contract they gave him is justified now. Like, definitely, he's proven a I'm I can be the man. So again, big win for the Steelers. I was impressed with how well they played. I wanted to see him play that team so you can, okay, they are legit. There's another team that I want to see them play. Who's that? Who they're playing next week. Oh, yes, the division rival. <laughs> this is. <laughs> we'll get to that one. <laughs> That's going to be a game. But again, I mean, like, 
a win against the Titans followed up with a win against the Ravens. That'll if really show that the Steelers. You are take that, and you're the best in the AFC. Like you're the AFC Absolutely. favorite. Absolutely. You've got to say they're the favorite over the Chiefs at that point. If they can beat those teams, we're gonna one loss Baltimore team, mm-hmm. an undefeated Tennessee Titans team, and you Is this come the in two thousands again. <laughs> Steelers and Ravens. So it's the two thousand tens again. God, this rivalry just doesn't die. It's incredible rivalry. Probably the best it's rivalry beautiful. in the NFL. I got to say. It helps that they both are, for the past, you know, what, 10 years, if not longer, they've been perennial winners. Yeah. It helps to have rivalry whenever you can actually have both teams winning. So you don't get that much anymore. You know, most of these rivalries now seems like one team is running uh, yeah, away it's with the rivalry. It's more forgotten about, like, as the generations go on. Yeah. Because some of them, yeah, it's not until recently that the Chiefs, Started right. to climb to the top of the division again, and that it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. Raiders as well, which are the two leaders of that division. Right, feels right. I feel like that's how it should be. Like it's going to be interesting. Like I said, that division, even with the Browns now, like are looking like they could be something. Jeez. So that division is and tough. The Bengals are making the right moves. Definitely, the future seems bright with them. So I mean. You could have. They definitely have a few more moves to make in a draft uh, coming up as you know as this season goes on to to add in those extra tools for Burrows. But I mean, like they're definitely on the right track. Yeah, they they got good young receivers. They got a good running back, giving them some a little offensive line help and like a lot of teams defense help. But that division shaping up pretty nicely. Speaking of another division that's shaping up really nicely, so and they're trying to get division. Compete. Rivalry. <laughs> Trying to compete with that NFC North. Seahawks or and Cardinals West, just had a I'm game. Sorry. Yeah. That, uh, Which was everything that we thought it would be. And can I just say, Kyler Murray versus Russell Westbrook for the next, like, 10 years. Russell Wilson. Or, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson for the next 10 years. Please give that to me. Yes. I'm so excited to see this. If it's anything like this game was, I mean, overtime, three touchdowns apiece. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. Like, this was the game. Like, this is kind of the comparison. The Kyler Murray comparison is Russell Westbrook. Exactly. And they get to play each other twice a year for however many years now that they're going to be playing against each other. And just, if they're like this every time, give it to me. If it's like this every time, it's going to be like Brady Manning light. Yes. And it's going to be phenomenal. Like, the, the beauty of it is you'll get more of it because... They're in the division. They're in the same division. They're guaranteed to play each other twice a year. And if their games are this way, give it to me every Sunday, Monday night. Scrambling strong arm quarterbacks. Yes. Dude, the like, excitement is it's it's palpable. It's just gonna yeah. write itself like every, every season. It's gonna be great. Like I said, both quarterbacks throwing for three fifty, both quarterbacks going for three touchdowns. The big difference. Here we go. Russell Wilson, three interceptions. Kyler Murray, only one. I think Russell Wilson had a fourth interception because I think he might have thrown away his MVP <laughs> trophy that was I thought was going to just be handed right over to him. I mean, long deserved. Like I've been waiting for, for that man to get his MVP for a while just with the playmaker ability that he has, the strong arm that he has. Um, the only caveat I thought was I didn't think that the offense, uh, the way it ran, um, I didn't think they threw it enough enough i mean the guy throws for almost 30 touchdowns or more every season uh but for him to get the yardage behind it the four thousand, five thousand yard 
type uh, type seasons as well. And this one, I mean, he was just slaughtering defenses, and it looked like I honestly he's just going to run away with it. Uh, this game, though, big hiccup against a division rival as well. Again, like I said, like three interceptions, some a really costly, costly interception as well. Um, I felt like his only other rival was going to be for the MVP was going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he also had a really similar, right? Awful game. I think Brady is quietly, quietly putting together an MVP season over there. Um, can I make a case that bringing all of these players to Tampa Bay? I think you should add that to his MVP case. That's my, that, way i look at on top too. of throwing so, 18 touchdowns and four interceptions russell wilson like he did have a bad game though the interception the third the third interception being in overtime that basically gave the game to the cardinals yeah. which is it's not a russell wilson like thing to do is so it should be more of an aberration uh but it was you could tell the pressure was there like yes. he was he could feel the heat of the moment for sure difference being he has to make plays because his defense he does is trash yeah. So he is forced to have to make some of those plays. Whereas Tom Brady, if he makes a mistake, his defense is good enough to pick him up. Yep. Russell Wilson, it's, listen, our offense, we got to do this because our defense isn't stopping nobody. And he can stay calm and steady in the pocket because they have the game plan for it. They run a lot of screens. They run a lot of drags, a lot of short hitch routes. And so he, he knows he's going to have the time to throw. It's when he has to wait for somebody to get open deep and the offensive line can't hold anymore, where Russell Wilson just looks like he's always scrambling for his life and just throwing across his body. Giant big man arm throws. Yeah, sooner or later, the defense is going to be ready for it. They're going to catch up to you, given the amount of pressure he's under. And like you said, he he's throwing to win games. His defense always puts him in a position this season to where he has to make those, almost like Jameis Winston last year with the 30 for 30 where he's always coming from behind, he has to make plays happen. He had to throw 50 times, 33 for 50. That's that's a lot for any quarterback. You don't want to have to throw 50 times in a game. And all their wins, there was one time where he had to throw 40. That was his highest. So normally he's throwing 28 to 32, you know, which is where you want to be. That's where 50. you want your quarterback to be. So 50 a run game is working. It means the special teams is putting you in a good position. Also, I heard him last night. Chris Carson goes out. Put So your, your running back goes out. There's more pressure on your quarterback. Got to make a play. So you're having to try to make a play at this point. Hence why you're going to have more interceptions because you're trying to force that ball a little bit more. Still, I think, I don't know if Russ has completely gone away from MVP. but No, certainly not. And again, these are far too early yes. projections of MVP. But, you know, I mean, he was leading the pack for sure. For sure. Especially yeah. after he was uh, running away with it. If, if they win that game last night yeah. and he doesn't have that third, even with two, it's kind of like still has a good game. Oh, yeah. Two but when you throw fine. three interceptions and you lose, yeah, now it's like a bigger spotlight where you're like, interception. ooh, like yeah. you lost that game, Russ. You you gave that up. Yes, to your that defense needs to play better, but right. you lost that game. Like that sucks, but that's just how it is, buddy. So again, me quietly, Brady might be going for that MVP at forty three. So ridiculous. And Antonio Brown hasn't hit the field yet. Just grief. If that pans him. out, oh my gosh, makes them that much better. Anyway, speaking of wonky endings, how about that Lions and Falcons game? <laughs> what do you think of that, bro? I feel bad for Falcons fans. Like at this point, if you're still a Falcons fan, congratulations. 
I don't know how you can still watch. Oh man, and Matt Ryan. I love like, Matt Ryan. Finding and I'm, another I'm really way. Sad for him, man. Finding another way to blow it, like in the most Atlanta way, where Todd Gurley going to the end zone and then's like, "Oh crap, I don't need to score," and tries to fall down at the one and just falls into the end zone. Hey, which people owe. If you're on Gurley about this, I mean, fantasy owners, you better be celebrating. Because, I mean, you know, that's a touchdown for you. That, yes, there's your yeah. points right there. But anyone else, if you lost money to Brian Westbrook, you got to give this man his props because that's exactly what West, uh, Brian Westbrook didn't want to happen. That's why he stopped short of the end zone. You can't give the other team an opportunity to win, which strangely was by not scoring a Todd Gurley, which looked just like reactionary. Like he broke a tackle and he saw the other man coming after him and your instincts are to run it in the end zone if you can. I think it jarred him out of the game plan. It was like last minute. I don't know if he heard somebody say something or what happened, but it was literally like something shocked like, him back to life. Oh, crap. I'm <laughs> not supposed to score and like tried to fall and literally was like inches into the end zone. The first time you're going to probably going to see a defense like trying to tell the refs <laughs> he scored. To, yeah. He scored. Like trying they're to convince him that he that the other team did score. Defense is throwing their hands up showing the touchdown symbol for the offense. Like, "Oh, he did score, guys. He's insane. in there." And again, the the Falcons being the Falcons, let the Detroit Lions drive down and score a touchdown with 0 seconds. The Falcons are getting extremely creative with ways to lose. <laughs> late it's, games it's impressive it's sad embarrassing whatever way you want to say it i feel bad for their fans they're showing that they want to win oh yeah they they're, definitely they're, win. they're trying yeah the pieces they put together again I, um realistically they were supposed to be one of the one of the teams that were leading i mean you know they, they weren't supposed to be well they were supposed to be right there with the saints uh, because I mean, depending on where you're at with the Buccaneers, whether they were going to be eight and eight or 10 and six or six and 10, you know, there was a lot of flip-flopping going on, on what the Bucks were. It was more like people were afraid to make a projection right. about the Bucks. Like they were like, um, the best that the Bucks can be is this. And the worst as they can be is that without actually giving you an honest take on what they expected out of them. But then you look at the, the, the lack of practices, you look at the lack of a preseason Going into the season, Atlanta's about the same team as they were last year. Yes. So they should have had that chemistry, that continuity, that the playbook should have been down. It should have been understood. You should have had a firm grasp of what you were trying to accomplish going forward that the Buccaneers didn't have. And that probably in most of that conference that the Saints were the only ones returning that should have had the same continuity. Yes. And we knew, well, we figured Panthers are surprising. Yeah. I think Um, more people expected the... It should be the other way the, around. The Panthers to be that team on the bottom. Exactly. With one, maybe two wins kind of situation, not the, the Falcons being down there. Yeah. Because on paper, the Falcons' offense, like they have one of the best offenses on paper. Yeah, they should be right there with the Saints, and when, they should be one and two in the division. You're putting out. Outside of what you projected the Bucks. Yeah, because Matt Ryan, great quarterback. Great quarterback. Julio Jones, top five wide receiver. Calvin Ridley is coming up to be, you know, top ten wide receiver. Yeah, one of those guys that had a, that. Um, one of the top 10 receiving yards all time, Julio Jones. Yes. If you go from not just top 10, but you expanded to top 15, Julio Jones shows up twice. So you would expect them That's to be phenomenal better than they time. are. 
Like it's crazy. You you bring Todd Gurley, and I understand it's not Todd Gurley of of years ago, but it's still Todd Gurley, and he's running pretty good for him. He's running well. So just again, the creative ways that they find to lose is just downright embarrassing. And I feel truly bad for any Falcons fans that are still gave the ball back to Matt Stafford at the end of the game. Matt Stafford's a clutch quarterback. Yes. He can come through as long as as long as it's not a blowout. As long as it's tight, Matt Stafford can come through. And for fantasy values, I was glad that it happened because I had TJ Hawkinson in a couple of leagues. Oh, he got go. the last touchdown. There you go. So I felt good about that. It brought humor and it was like, man, the Falcons did it again. <laughs> like, wow. Ever since, and, and I feel bad because anytime they lose a game now, that 28 to 3. No, the 28 to 3 memes. Like, gets brought up. So, again, I feel bad for Falcons fans. I'm just tired of seeing Falcons memes every time I wake up Monday morning. And it's oh, my, did on it my again. Facebook, all over like, social media, Instagram, it doesn't matter. It's the Falcons and how it happened again. They're the laughing stock and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. I, th- I think that's why they are. I think that's why we're seeing so much. Is yeah, everyone sees the talent that's on their team. They yeah. just can't figure out how they can't close games. Cowboys and Falcons, like two offenses that shouldn't be where they're at. Speaking of the Cowboys, <laughs> going into these uh, these up or this upcoming week of games, they got the Eagles, Josh, <laughs> battling for the king of that division, which is embarrassing. You're gonna have what three, four, and one is. Your top division, or you know, three and four, whichever way it is. I'm but just glad that we're going to have like just a clear cut look going forward. Who's the better team? It, it's it should feel that way, unless Washington, unless the football team <laughs> that absolutely, unless that football team. I mean, the, the Washington football team dominated and embarrassed the the Cowboys, and could they be the team? It's it's crazy. I hope they are. the The Giants have one win. And they could be leading the division. Win three games, and you're leading the division. Absolutely nuts. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, you guys got plenty of time. I mean, hell, you got plenty of time in that division. Like, it's embarrassing. The You might make the playoffs with six wins. And that – we what? talked about this during the, the prep. If I'm, an, if I'm a fan of any of those teams and I get six wins and make the playoffs, I'm buying that merchandise. I want that merchandise. Absolutely. I'm getting at least a I hat, want, if not a hat and a shirt. I want the record on there saying – NFC East champs and <laughs> my record six and ten or six nine and one six nine and one like I want that t-shirt if I'm a fan of that team if it's not outright on the hat I'm getting it embroidered you're putting that on there I'm doing it myself like you're gonna embrace I'm like, that no 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 you, y'all forgot something I'll fix it for you <laughs> like that's something you embrace as a fan just for the humor of it I mean you get to talk yeah, trash yeah, hey, you still gonna talk trash everyone else in your division. That's a division title. I don't care how many wins I had. That's a division title and a home game. And you get it over the boys? <laughs> You're, or, or you get it over the Eagles? You can rub that in their face and hey, remember that year that we had six wins and we took the division <laughs> over you guys? <laughs> like, how do you not embrace that? It, it's embarrassing and exciting at the same time. Exciting at the same time. Uh and again, if I'm a Washington fan, again, this might be the only year that you're just the football team absolutely go out and cop a hat or a shirt yeah it's a memorable moment in this season and again i dig it i think it's a really clean look i like the established in the year as well yes it's it's clean it's straightforward i dig it and if you're actually i mean you're only a couple games out from leading that division anyway just might as well commit if you are a fan of that team you'd need to embrace it like i said you got a year maybe two years of this yep 
go out and and because you have, you have no idea what they're going to be named. It might right. that that's what might actually be embarrassing. It, it could be bad. You may want to keep that Washington football team. Yeah, you you might just get rid of it on your own and be like, like, no, that's not my football team. <laughs> like you may just keep calling them the football team whenever they decide on a, a nickname, and you're like, yeah. this is what we go with. Like, give me the football team. <laughs> You might just end up sticking with the football team in that situation. Okay, so before we move on to the next few picks of the week, uh, Josh, who do you got in that Cowboys and Eagles game? It's going to be a joke of a game. I Granted, think. Andy Dalton did just go down. Got so they're on their third string, uh, third string quarterback. That no one's ever heard of. Rookie, I, I can't even remember where. Some unheard of college that no one's ever heard of. I kind of want that underdog story. Hey, you know what? They don't have any game film on him. There you go. You could start there. If you're trying to build a case, you could start there. So I kind of want that underdog story and him to come in and shine. I don't think it's going to happen. I have to go Eagles in this game simply because at least they have an offense. Wentz looked good last week. The Both teams' defense is just bad. But the difference is Cowboys' offense is also going to be bad. Yeah, uh, looking at... Looking at it as a football game, strictly not offense or defense, can it be a defensive game like seven to ten by the end of it? Because the majority of these guys have hurt players or have been out for a while, and key players that are out. So does that open up the the chance for like a thirty to thirty five crazy scoring game because everyone's hurt and they're throwing in new players, or is it going to make it really an eyesore to watch it come down to seven to three? So you're saying the offense is going to be so bad, it's going to be a defensive game. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I could, the defense is going to be so bad, it's going to be an <laughs> offensive game. I, I Again, I think the... <laughs> it's hard to say. Right. I, I think the Eagles' offense will be better than what the, the Cowboys' defense is going to be. We'll say it like that. Okay. I think Wentz will have a decent game. Um, it does. They're the weapons on the offense are, are just destroyed. they got to hope that Miles Sanders can come back. If he doesn't come back, then that's going to really hurt them. And then they got to hope Alshon Jeffrey's been on the mend. He's been like on the verge of coming back for like the past three or four weeks. Yeah. If he can get right. I mean, he's a giant but target where is for he, any quarterback. Where is he going to be if he is available? I mean, first game back all season. Is he ready to play? Is he ready to come back? That's going to be the big question with him. Where is he going to be at physically, mentally kind of, we'll see how it all plays out. I'm going to have to go Eagles as well. Um, I just feel like with the players that they have left and looking around the division, I feel like they get this win against the Cowboys and they really start to solidify. I mean, it's late in the game, but again, the division's open for the taking. Uh, I really feel like whether it is Wentz or Hurts, honestly, at at this point, I feel like one of them is going to take the reins and start leading this team into winning, uh, into winning the division. I tell you what, though, if Mike McCarthy can find a way to win this game, maybe does he save his job? Maybe he does. Because at this point, the Who's way he has left played, to play on his team, I I think he might be the most biggest disappointing coach because I expected him to be something when he came in. Like when they signed him, I was like, "That's a good move for them." I thought I was going to do something for their offense, and it just didn't pan out. Like I was really surprised how bad it was. All right, transitioning from the Cowboys and Eagles and seeing what Mike McCarthy ends up doing the rest of the season, uh, another team where um, I think we expected more out of the coaching is uh, Patriots. Yeah, surprised. I mean, with the way the season started, I think 
if they would have continued to lose right from the start. Like, they didn't come out hot. I don't think people would have been too, too surprised considering the COVID damage that they took. Like, they had seven players on the defense opt out. Seven starters on the defense No, they opt definitely out. had that. Yeah, that's, uh, so, and that's showing up now as a big hit. But because of the way they started off, and they started off looking really good, Cam was on point. And they got Cam, the former MVP. And, I like, mean, you know, any quarterback can win under Bill Belichick, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> he does make bums look good. He does make bums look good, and he does get uh, backup quarterbacks and outstanding contracts. Yes. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but this, I mean, by the end of this season, when we recap this season here, uh, weeks and weeks down the road, uh, I really think we might be looking at this game in particular, the Patriots versus the division rival, the division leader, the Buffalo Bills. Patriots are 2-4. and four. I think this might be the game that we come back to and say, like, this is where it went right or this is where it went wrong for the Patriots. This is a massive game for them because they need to win the division to make the playoffs. The rest of the AFC is too strong, and they're just not doing well. So if they're going to do something, they need to do it now, and this is the game. They really need to beat the Bills, show them that, hey, we're still – the you know the champs of this division yeah the division still goes through new england so this is a major game for them cam's got to get something together he, he did, did not look, look right there's rumors of of stidham starting like they might be benching cam so it's going to be interesting to kind of see where the patriots go with it if they do lose this one well and i mean i i guess going into the season you had stidham and uh i mean they were pretty they were Pretty steadfast. Yeah, in they that. seem to be okay with him. Like they were saying, this is our quarterback. Until yeah. Cam just came at a price that you couldn't pass up. Right. So I think it was all things. It's like you know what I mean. If this opportunity is just going to fall into our lap, like you know what I mean. I guess I'll pick that up and I'll take it and I'll see what I can get out of it. Uh, and like I said, they came out of the gates hot. Uh, they were looking. They were looking really good. They were look well coached up. Um, Josh McDaniels was having the time of his life. I mean, Edelman was throwing a couple passes a game, which I don't think is a good recipe for uh, for success. But, I mean, you know, you're always good for a good HB pass or a wide receiver pass in the playoffs. But when that starts to become a steady diet. Yeah, when right you got to do those season, tricks frequently, yeah. there's a problem with your offense. I definitely agree there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I normally – I would go Belichick and anybody. Uh I'm not sure about this one. I think I've got to go Bills. I, I agree. I'm taking the Bills. The The Patriots, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why they're fizzling because they started off strong. Outside of the depth the, on the defensive end like you like you started with. The Bills look good minus their, their whooping that they took by the <sighs> Titans. But again, Titans are one of those teams where they look incredible. So I just, I, I got to say Bills. Bills defense is strong. Josh Allen's looking like, you know, he's a strong potential top five, top 10 quarterback for the future. So having a hell of a year, definitely bills in this one, which I, I, I hate to say that because as much as I don't like the Patriots, they'll drop to two and five. It, it'll be very interesting. Like, at this point, do they just give up? When was they... the last time they were two and five? I don't know if Bill has ever been there. I don't know if his first <laughs> year, if he was there. In New England, right? Yeah. Because he mean, came in with blood, so it's not like he, he never had, like, a bad quarterback yeah. kind of thing. So, well, yeah, if you're a Patriots hater, 
I'm sure you were just having a great year for you. Every every AFC East like oh division, you're you're loving this season. The whole AFC is happy. Yeah, even the Jets, even the Jets that are winless, two wins behind behind New England are looking up laughing. Even they're like, God, you guys suck. (laughs) We haven't won a game and you guys suck. Like that's just how embarrassing that is. All right, going off from uh. I get a, a key game to watch just for the New England Patriots uh, future because we also have the, not only the midway point of the season coming up, but the trade deadline too. After this game against the Bills, if they do drop to two and five, or if they get that win and they're three and four, still middle of the pack, it'll be interesting to see what trade they make, whether it's to get assets back for the future or to acquire an asset for a push going forward towards the playoffs with that extra playoff spot coming up. Uh, a couple of teams that might not have to worry about too much about fighting for a playoff spot just yet. The Saints and the Bears. Both division leaders. I love me some Saints and Bears games. I mean, Whenever we get them, they're just so much fun. You learn so much about each team. You get to, I mean, especially now with this Michael Thomas business with, with the Saints, which I don't think he can go anywhere but to a worse team. So as far as, just from a winning standpoint and from a quarterback standpoint, I don't really, I don't really know what Michael Thomas is doing. Right, and he seems almost disgruntled. I mean, there's rumors of him asking for a trade. Yeah, I don't know like, where he stemmed from. Have you gotten anything I, on I, that? I haven't seen anything. I seen something today just saying that he's his agent is trying to, you know, gauge the interest in a trade. If for some reason the Saints do trade him, they better get a haul, <laughs> like a king's ransom for this man. Not that. DeAndre Hopkins nonsense. Yeah, he, <laughs> that Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's not off. out there right now for you to give you, you know, just some <laughs> He's not crazy offer. Saints, right? So you got to give up a lot because their offense is not the same without him. No, and Kamara's doing everything he can. Yes. He's doing everything he can. I mean, like all these third downs that he's converted, I mean, he's got to be looking at these guys and be like, can you give me some damn help? Like Breeze doesn't look like Breeze without Michael Thomas. He doesn't. And I mean, and he's always had some top flight wide receivers as yes. well. I mean, Marquise Colston, uh, one to name, whereas he was always the safety blanket for right for Drew Breeze. And I mean, now you have, yeah, almost a once in a generation this, of talent in Michael this Thomas. This past week, you figure it out. This past week, they don't have Emmanuel Sanders. They don't have Michael Thomas. Like, you've got guys that no one's ever heard of. They still squeak went out against the Panthers, but... But now you're going they're, against the Bears defense. That, now they're playing a legit defense, and they've shown that we need Michael Thomas. And there's questions if he's even going to play this week. Like, And then there's the rumors of trading him. Like, it just came out of nowhere. I always have concerns about shutting down you know, Michael Thomas, uh, but our cornerbacks are playing lights out right now. And if you're not going to make us guard Sanders or Thomas, right, and you're putting those guys on your third and fourth wide receivers, I'm loving that. Khalil Mack seems like he's about to come back. I mean, they're, you know, they're doing the questionable thing, which is always questionable to me on if a player really is or not. Uh, but I fully expect him to get into his pads and to wreak havoc. Yeah, and that's what you need. I mean, if you're going to win, especially if they have no weapons to throw to, pressure, you don't have to even blitz that often. You just make sure you're shutting down Kamara at that point. Right. You double up Kamara, you keep that safety up, Run kind stop. of shadow him, and – shut down these no-name receivers. And like I said, that with the Bears' corners that they have, you should be able to shut down a third and fourth receiver. you got to hope, if you're a Saints fan, that Michael Thomas 
gets over whatever he's got going on and gets into the game. I know Manuel Sanders is a COVID-related thing. I don't know if that was he was sick or if he was close to somebody else that was sick kind of situation. But you got to hope as a Saints fan in this game against that defense, you need both those weapons. They also got to hope that uh, Nick Foles, whichever one of him decides to show up, plays badly enough to where Mitch Trubisky comes back in. Uh, I think somewhere between having two quarterbacks, we have one actual quarterback uh, combined uh, in there. It's hard to say. I mean, Nick Foles can I mean, he changes from quarter to quarter. He changes from half to half. Uh, first half, I thought he looked great uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, and we did win that game, yeah. but a lot went our way. Right. Um, again, I mean. I'm no stranger to being called the worst five and one team uh, in the NFL and how we damn sure might be, but we're still five and one. And the saints, I feel like have more problems than solutions for what the bears bring to the table. I'm going to pick the bears. At I, least I know what to, what to expect from my bears. That's the thing with the bears. I don't bears. think the saints can say that going into this particular week. I don't know what to expect from the bears. And you're not watching them closely enough, Josh. I, I can expect defense. I know their defense is going to be stout. Like 160 yards from whatever quarterback's in there. Like I don't. That's what scares a touchdown me. Touchdown and a pick. It, it scares me of the, the offense, the quarterback. Like their running game is questionable. Uh, their receivers, they, they have good receivers. Colin but is hurt. Quarterback. That's a that's get a it to them. Like that's my biggest thing is that offense. Not that the Saints have a great defense. They've actually disappointed me. I thought they were going to have a better defense than they do. So don't I. But they're still four and two. They're top of the division. That's a huge game for it. This is NFC implications. This is playoff implications. You need wins in the NFC because you want to be that top seed. With this new format, only one team gets that buy. So you want that buy. You want that, you know, that first round buy. You want that home field. So this is a huge win. I mean, a huge game for, for both teams here. Well, and Sean Payton, that's the one thing I can always rely on with uh, with New Orleans. Sean Payton and Drew Brees, uh, they always get their guys right. They always keep the main thing the main thing. I can always rely on them to to really bring it week in, week out. Um, so I'm expecting this to be a really, really good game, a really tight, close game that's going to be decided probably around four to seven points. Now let's hope it's not like a double-doink situation. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, uh, I didn't know how many people – uh, pay attention to the Bears, you know, around the United States, other than Bears fans, of course. Uh, but I can't wear my Chicago Bears hat anywhere. And it's been a couple of years now without somebody looking at me and being like, damn, man, that double doink. I'm like, uh, who think- are you? How do you know of them? You're wearing a 49ers hat or you're wearing a basketball hat or, you know, I, I can't go anywhere. you're a fan of the NFL, you remember those types of games. Like, yeah, I guess. That was just a massive game that it's like dude you feel for that i couldn't get away from it for weeks it was on sports center espn or yahoo sports it was everywhere like you remember all the, I mean, that's the it's almost the, the the bills and they're missing of all the field goals when the super bowl runs Whoa. like you remember those even Tragedy. if you're not really like a huge fan you remember such things so when you see that bills fan that was during that area it was like, against the eagles you're like dude i'm sorry oh, i wish like, you to beat them like you always kind of feel bad for those situations Mitch the Goat Trubisky threw us all the way up there in the field goal range. Uh, yeah, it was heartbreaking. I mean, that one was hard. It was. It's kind it was, of embarrassing. It was tough to watch. 
You're embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing and going, let's not even mention that loss anymore that you had uh, to the Buccaneers. But the Raiders do play again. They play the Browns. Is this going to be, if not the Steelers and Ravens, is this Raiders Browns game going to be the most exciting game of the week? If you like offense, if you like offense, because be <laughs> neither team has a defense. You see what Baker did last week? Baker's out there throwing five touchdowns after having a bad first quarter. After like, OBJ went out, like he didn't look great in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you look at his numbers and you're like, "Holy crap!" This guy, I think, he had four incompletions. Who put it on rookie difficulty? He, <laughs> with came five, out slinging five interceptions. Except with OBJ not in the game, it's quite impressive game. I mean. It is the Bengals. Don't get me wrong. Bengals aren't a great team either. But Baker looks like the Baker that everybody thinks he is. I'll tell you what. The Browns always play the Bengals good. It's that division games. I think division yeah. games, you always tend to step up a little bit. Kind of give it your all because you want to beat your division rivals. Definitely. It and doesn't I, matter. I, I know uh, Baker's looking over at all the attention that Joe Burrow's been getting all, all season long. And he's like, I've been there before too, bud. But uh, you got to go through me. Yeah. He, he has to show that he may be the new shite, you know, bright and shiny toy. Yeah. But I'm still the future. Yeah. Like, it's going to be me, guys. Quit worrying about these other guys. Let me do what I do. And he throws for five touchdowns. Which, again, I, yeah, I got to say, I was like, the highs with Baker are, like, incredible. But then his lows are, you have you just have him looking and you're staring at him like, I don't know if you're a franchise quarterback. Yeah, you know, he'll have that that game where, like I said, this game he was, holy crap, this is the next great, you know, he's the next GOAT kind of situation. And then, like I said, he'll come right back and throw three interceptions, you know, go 15 for 40. <laughs> and you're like, who is this guy? Like, who is our backup? Let's get this guy in there. I'm hoping that Baker shows up. No, I bet. The <laughs> I Raiders bet you don't defense, want this other one. Not that second half one, anyways. The Raiders defense isn't going to stop nobody. I mean, I do like him. Not having OBJ, that that's a weapon that you don't have to fear. Still, uh, he as you really, see, he wasn't doing. I mean, he's, he had four touchdowns in like. But what, he's a distraction. He's, he's, he's a, a guy you have to pay attention to because he can stretch the field. It. He opens things up for Jarvis Landry. So we got to hope that, you know, without him there, the defense can do something, get some pressure that they obviously didn't get against Brady. They, <laughs> they Oof. They hit Brady once, I think, in that game. Ooh. So you got to get a four-man rush. You you got to get more pressure. You got to make sure with like the defense needs to show up in this game. You can't go down to three and four. The Raiders got got an easier stretch coming up, and if they want to be in the playoffs, these are games you got to win. But the Browns are the same way. These are games with their division. When you got the Ravens and the Steelers in there, these are games they got to win. Yeah. So both teams. Time, yeah. This is almost as much of a must win as you can have at this point in the season at this point in the season. Absolutely. I mean, the Browns again, like they're only a win away and a loss away for, uh, from the Steelers and the Ravens side of leading the division themselves. I mean, those three teams from that one division all might make the playoffs. Yes. That would be bananas. I mean, that just shows the strength of that, of that division that they're carrying over there. Um, over under Derek Carr, three TDs. Oh, that's a tough one. Two and so a half. I think he might be if we say two and a half, I'm going to give it, take the over. Because I think he's right at three touchdowns. I think that sounds fair. I, I think Josh Jacobs is going to go for 100. He'll get a touchdown. And I, I think, again, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Baker it's, Mayfield, two and a half touchdowns. I'll take the over on that, too. <laughs> yeah. As sad as it's that gonna is. It's going to be a fun game, man. It, it's going to be, you know, that that 
you know to 32 type of game or somewhere oh, in that so. range it's going to be a lot of scoring just i sure hope so car needs to have a good game against he played very well against his past couple teams and this again playing against that defense it's like okay you played against a, a good defense you need to step it up you can't do that again against a bad defense like you did that good against a bad defense i mean against good defense i'm sorry now you need to shine against a bad defense all right now speaking of defenses and notoriously defensive games steelers and ravens we're at it again has to be the game of the week like we're gonna hear about this all week long until this comes up another huge test like the the Steelers are going on a little nice little stretch here where they just had to play the Titans where the Titans are, are actually looking really good and now they're having to go up against another great challenge against the Ravens this is to decide the division right here yeah it really is and uh as much as I want to make it a test for uh, the Steelers to see, all right, can you hang with with the the former MVP Lamar Jackson? Right. Can you hang with the Ravens uh, that have been, you know, projected to to run this division for the next few years, uh, given who's at QB for them? I really want to see what the Ravens are going to do against this six and and0 Steelers team. I almost think this is more of a test for Lamar Jackson to in. To inject himself into this Raven Steelers rivalry, yeah, show that you belong and show that you can get over a Mike Tomlin, Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger led team. It's gonna be a phenomenal game. Uh, I'm gonna go Ravens. I mean, last year they, I'm gonna say the they Steelers weren't step. the Steelers weren't the Steelers last year. No, exactly. Far so from that. their defense kept them in the games in all their games last year. Like for for having a, a, a rougher year, you could say they did good. Like, for having no Roethlisberger and bums at quarterback, like they had a really good season. Oh, no, they overachieved for having that so, season. So, this is a huge test for them now. Mike McCarthy needs to take notes. <laughs> this is going to be a big test for the Ravens and that offense. Are they going to be able to – because that defense is ridiculous. Stiff. But now they're going to have an offense with it. Right. So, it's a test for the Ravens' defense as well. Lamar's got to have a, a very good game. He can't have a bad game here he's he got to be able to have, stretch the field and he has it's to be have hard. that mvp game against this defense and i think the ravens defense is going to get really tested because again the the way that the steelers offense is going right now there's so many weapons to stop you know juju finally had a little bit of a game last week ah, finally i've been waiting for him i have him on my fantasy team i've been waiting for him to you know just show up again he's just hasn't done anything finally had himself a game Deontay Johnson came back healthy. He had himself a game. Like, Claypool was the only guy that was somewhat shut down, and that's because the other two guys did something. So it's pick your poison with the Steelers. I got to say I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Are you really? You're going to go with them? I'm, I mean, I'm going with the Steelers. I haven't seen anything to show me otherwise. It's They have no blemish on their record. I'm really curious to see where, like, the line for this is going to go. Where does it start and where does it end? Where does the smart money bet on this one? Because this is – to me, it's a pick 'em. Oh no, yeah, this is a toss-up. I understand that the Steelers are an undefeated team. They they just kind of like they're coming off that big win, but this is a division game. These are always tough. No, this is a this is as close to a a playoff atmosphere in a regular season game as it comes to, uh, especially when you're looking at again who's on each side of the field. Um, Roethlisberger looking like he just picked up right where he left off two years ago. You have the 
the defending MVP and Lamar Jackson on the other side throwing the football. Man. It's gonna That's be a, good a tough one. call. It's going to be a good one. I, I'm looking forward to this one. I hope it's as good of a game as the Steelers-Titans. Like, again, we talked about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Come and down I to the wanted, last field goal. I want to come down to that like last minute. Even game-winning Hopefully drive. we can duplicate a, a Seahawks-Arizona game from last night and get a little overtime in it. Man, if the Steelers can can wrap up the Titans how they did last week, I mean, and then follow it up with the Ravens, that's going to put the whole league on notice. Yes. At that point. We're contenders again. I know everybody talks about the, the Chiefs are like the team to beat in the AFC. Absolutely. I think still if, holds true, but they're they're showing some holes. I think if Steelers beat the Ravens, especially beat them soundly, if they come out Ooh. and just put it on them, that they have to be the team to beat at that point. The Chiefs are going to be watching this game. For sure. The whole AFC should be watching this the game. The whole yeah, if you're thinking of coming out of the AFC, like, your eyes are going to be on this game. Yeah. You circled this game on your calendar and you don't play it. Everybody You got to be there and have your eyes on this yeah. game to see what's going to happen. Everybody's going to need to watch the game tape on this because whoever wins, you want to see what they did to beat the other team first off and then you're like, "Okay, now we need to see what they're doing so we can try to find the holes. We got to yeah. find what can you do to try to beat this team." Like I said, this one this one has implications down the road. Yes. This is that AFC top seed. Again, goes back to you want that top seed this year, and there's yeah. only one team. So, How nice is it that we're going to get this game again in about a month? Yeah. <laughs> God, the only it. good Thanksgiving game. Oh, man, I don't know if you guys have had a look at that uh, of those games uh, yet. You want to read those off to us again there, Josh? So we're looking at – let me pull up the schedule Texans-Lions. We got Texans, Lions, we got Washington football team, and Dallas. <laughs> so the first two games, eat all the turkey you want, get your turkey naps in. That way you're ready for that 8 o'clock game. Cause hey, if you're looking for a 27-32 just to have it on the TV in the background, you know, while you're eating kind of game, uh, definitely tune in for the Texans and Lions game. Yes. That'll be fun just to watch for the sake of there's nothing on the line and it's football on and it's Thanksgiving. Let's have some fun. Yeah, you're going to watch just because, again, it's Thanksgiving. That's what you do. You throw the game on. Deshaun Watson, you, Matt Stafford, what's not to like? You, you throw it on just to have it on there. And then, like, as you're watching that, you're like, wow, this is pretty bad. Thankfully, they wrap up with a good night game. You get this Ravens-Steelers to, you know, the, this is the division, you you know, those games you want to see. Yeah, it'll be the rematch. Yes. So, yeah. they'll yeah. probably have a similar record than what they have now. You know, maybe a loss – Probably two tops right. each. They'll, they'll each be sitting still. Fighting for the top, top of the, the AFC. Division. Absolutely. So it, it should be an exciting game. Again, I think it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Hopefully it's good. I don't want to blow out. I it's really don't want to blow out on either side. Let's keep it close and just keep it exciting. On that note, I think uh, we're just going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Again, we appreciate all the support you guys are giving us. We thank for the interaction. Thank you. Do the thank Facebook you for, page, Shirts and Skins with Tori and Josh. Thank you so much for your downloads, for your listens. Thank you for joining the pages. Uh, thanks for following us uh, along week after week. Um, again, expect another episode here next week. Might be doing something different next week. Might have a little guest uh, host in here. We'll see how it plays out. But again, thank you for listening. We appreciate everybody here and have a good one. Go Raiders. Go Bears. Thanks for listening to Shirts and Skins with Tori and Josh.